Welcome to Spine Runners. I am your host, Mr. Rob Reedwell. Today's short story selection, The Sailor Boy's Tale by Isaac Deminson. Where is my son? She asked in a high, shrill voice, like a bird's. The next moment her eyes fell on Simon himself. Come home with me now, said she. You need not dance here tonight. You may be dancing a high enough dance soon. Simon drew back, for he thought that she was drunk. But as she looked him straight in the face with her yellow eyes, it seemed to him that he had met her before and that he might do well in listening to her. The old woman pulled him with her across the floor and he followed her without a word. Do not birch your boy too badly, Suniva, one of the men in the room cried to her. He has done no harm. He only wanted to look at the dance. They had not gone far before they came to a small wooden house and stopped. The door to it was so low that they must bend to get through it. As the lab woman went in before Simon, still holding onto his arm, the boy looked up for a moment. The night had grown misty. There was a wide ring round the moon. The old woman's room was narrow and dark with but one small window to it. A lantern stood on the floor and lighted it up dimly. It was all filled with reindeer skins and wolf skins and with reindeer horn, such as the Laps used to make their carved buttons and knife handles. And the air in there was rank and stifling. As soon as they were in, the woman turned to Simon, took hold of his head, and with her crooked fingers, parted his hair and combed it down in lap fashion. She clapped a lap cap on him and stood back to glance at him, she said. But first, take out your knife. She was so commanding in voice and manner that the boy could not but choose to do as she told him. He sat down on the stool and he could not take his eyes off her face, which was flat and brown and as if smeared with the dirt in its net of fine wrinkles. As he sat there, he heard many people come along outside and stop by the house. Then someone knocked at the door. The old woman stood and listened as still as a mouse. Nay, said the boy and got up. This is no good, for it is me that they are after. It would be better for you to let me go out to them. Give me a knife, said she. She stuck it straight into her thumb so that the blood spouted out and she let it drip all over her skirt. Come in, she cried. The door opened, and two of the Russian sailors came and stood in the opening. We are after a man who has killed our mate, but he has run away from us. Have you seen or heard anybody this way? The old lab woman turned upon them. Her eyes shone like gold in the lamplight. Have I seen or heard anyone? She cried. I have heard you shriek murder all over town. You frightened me and my poor silly boy there, so that I cut my thumb as I was ripping the skin rug that I had sewn. The boy is too scared to help me, and the rug is all ruined. I should make you pay me for that. If you are looking for a murderer, come in, search my house, and I shall know you when we meet again. She was so furious that she danced where she stood and jerked her head like an angry bird of prey. The Russian came in, looked round the room, and at her 
and her blood-stained hand and skirt. Do not put a curse on us now, Saliva, he said timidly. We know that you can do many things when you like. Here is a mark to pay you for the blood you have spilled. She stretched out her hand, and he placed a piece of money in it. She spat on it. Then go, and there should be no bad blood between us, said Saliva. And then she shut the door after them. She stuck her thumb in her mouth and chuckled a little. The boy got up from his stool, stood up before her and stared into her face. He felt as if he were swaying high up in the air with but a small hold. Why have you helped me? He asked her. Do you not know? She answered. Have you not recognized me yet? But you will remember the peregrine falcon, which was caught in the tackle yawn of your boat, the Charlotte, as she sailed in the Mediterranean. That day you climbed up by the shrouds of the top gallant mast to help her out in a stiff wind and with a high sea. The falcon was me. We laps often fly in such a manner to see the world. When I first met you, I was on my way to Africa to see my younger sister and the children. She is a falcon too, when she chooses. By that time, she was living within an old ruined tower, which down there they call a minaret. She came close to him and gently rubbed her two brown claw-like fingers against his forehead. So you are a boy, she said, who will kill a man rather than be late to meet your sweetheart. We hold together the females of this earth. I shall mark your forehead now so that the girls will know of that when they look at you and they will like you for it. She played with the boy's hair and twisted it around her finger. Listen now, my little bird, said she. My great-grandson's brother-in-law is lying with his boat by the landing place at this moment. He is to take a consignment of skins out to a Danish boat. He will bring you back to your boat in time before your mate comes. The heavy is sailing tomorrow morning, is it not so? But when you are aboard, give him back my cap for me. She took up his knife, wiped it in her skirt, and handed it to him. Here's your knife, she said. She wrapped the corner of her skirt around her thumb and bit at it. We do not forget, she said. I hacked your thumb when you took hold of me. It is only fair that I should cut my thumb for you tonight. For from now, you will sail the seas like a faithful seaman. We have enough trouble with our sons as it is. The bewildered boy began to stammer his thanks to her. Wait, says she. I shall make you a cup of coffee to bring back your wits while I wash your jacket. She went and rattled an old copper kettle upon the fireplace. After a while, she handed him a hot, strong black drink in a cup with a handle to it. You have drunk with Seneva now, she said. You have drunk down a little wisdom so that in the future all your thoughts shall not fall like raindrops into the salt sea. When he had finished and set down the cup, she led him to the door and opened it for him. He was surprised to see that it was almost a clear morning. The house was so high up that the boy could see the sea from it and a milky mist about it. He gave her his hand to say goodbye. She stared into his face. We do not forget, she said, and you, you knocked me on the head there, high up in the mast. I should give you that blowback. With that, she smacked him on the ear as hard as she could so that his head swam. Now we are quits, she said. Gave him a great mischievous shining glance and a little push down the doorstep and nodded to him. 
In this way, the sailor boy got back to his ship, which was to sail the next morning and lived 